Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 234 on Tuesday, the 5th of February, 2019. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Lazarus. And in a week where we're still blushing at a compliment about our work, we'll be talking about how more bites have been allegedly taken out of Apple. Also, we'll be asking why X does not mark the spot in Sunderland. And what a list of the week we have for you. The saddest thing of all is that he's really pleased with those three. He's all chuffed. Well, I, I feel I've set the bar very high after Lotus and Geely. I think you've set the bar very low. Right, get on with it. Come on, follow up. Right, follow up quickly. A very short follow up on Gone this week. And that the fact that whilst he has not been allowed any, allowed uh, out on bail, he has been allowed 20 minutes with the media company Nikkei to discuss well, to be asked a couple of questions and answer them about his plight and his position. And he's basically said that it was a plot following the announcement that he wanted closer ties with Renault and Nissan. And it's all come from Nissan, this, and he is not guilty in any way of any of these charges. Nissan has signed off everything absolutely all the way through this. So it's garbage and he and he will happily prove he's, it's nonsense in court. He would like to be out, please. In very strong, in very strong words. Yeah, he's he's not mincing. He, to be fair, this all the narrative has been against him up until mm-hmm. this point because he had not been allowed to speak. So all the conversation was controlled by Nissan and the prosecutors, which again, in this whole not quite feeling right, this this was all part of that for me. Yeah. Be interesting to see. I, I'm sure the, the link that we'll have in the show notes will be to an autocar article, which gives a quick summary. And there is a link within that to the actual the actual interview uh, as well, which is in English. Well, the link is the link in the story are in English. So the speak to Japanese media firm Nikkei uh, gives you a link to to the story and to the interview there. So uh, that's some pretty good further reading yep. uh, there as well. Yep. Next up was the. Classic car company, JD Classics. Do you remember we talked about this, was it before Christmas? Yeah, it was before Christmas. I think it was. Yeah, it must have been before Christmas. Gosh, it's only only February already. Um, Before Christmas, we talked about this and we thought it was all sorted. Uh, And there's a story in uh, in Autocar again this week saying that the administrators, Alvarez and Marcel Europe, are suing the founder. They're They're suing Derek Hood for sixty-four million pounds, because uh, so their forensic accountancy has turned up a whole load of rather strange sets of dealings. Well, there's dealings, and then there's figures allocated to assets. <laughs> well, yes, those are the dealings, uh, and it's stuff like replica Ford GT40 Mark Ones, described as original. So it was listed seven point something million instead of two point five million, which still seems like a lot of money for a replica, and the that kind of thing, and lots of deals and part exchanges going back and forth between between Mister Hood and Michael Chuk, uh, a chap called Michael Chuk. Uh, very strange. There was the multiple D type, wasn't there? The, the, the multiple buying of the D type to increase the price every time mm. it was bought and sold. Yeah, which uh, they allege anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how uh, we'll see how that goes because this uh, it doesn't look good because there's there's twenty five million I think of it twenty four million would is is uh, no sorry it is twenty five million is uh, liable for by Lloyd's Bank and then the mm-hmm. rest is through smaller businesses and individuals who've been affected. So and as well as you know they'll want a fee for for the work they've done and everything, but it's all very messy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And how really it's how it's it's quite, quite interesting in a sort of perverse way how it got to this mess. If this is all true, yes, it's the best bit about this, of course, is that the the original is that it's continuing trading. It's not called jd classics anymore is it it's rebranded no yeah it's rebranded but and it's got it's all the staff but it's all the same staff and also and that's that's the really good bit out of this story is that that so the is, business is that was, was able to the continue business was sound the idea is sound just not at the valuation that had been allegedly mm-hmm. overinflated to the level that it has 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, continuing on with uh, more follow-up, and that is that Ford have finally confirmed the number of job losses at the Bridge End plant that we've discussed a couple of times. There will be 370 jobs that will go, and they are looking for voluntary uh, redundancy, and this will be from hourly and salaried employees. So that it has actually now been confirmed how many are going to go. This is all part of the jobs that will go by 2021, which they think will be in the region of 1,100 across the UK. This this is 370, but there will be a total of, nine, they think, 990 jobs uh, at Bridge End in this two-phase thing of, by 2021. Yeah, over time. Yeah, because yes. they're going to have the more efficient Dragon, is it the Dragon engine? Yes, the new one's called Dragon. Yeah, they're, they're going to have the new efficient engine, which is only going to only going to need five hundred odd employees to build, even in the the numbers they're hoping for. So, mm-hmm. so that's that. We just wanted to keep you up to date with that one. And one last one last piece of follow up, which is which is down for you again. Yeah, because of the new news item you always start that one so uh i will take this again it's it's a quick one (laughs) that's a pattern i didn't know existed until right now you know (laughs) did you not right no no it it, it's just developed over time so i thought let's not break the tradition but uh, it is that ignoring our sort of behind the scenes chat there (laughs) that a second apple worker has now been charged with stealing autonomous vehicle secrets for a chinese company uh, this is the a hardware engineer who... Uh, What's his name? Zhizong Chen. Zhizong <laughs> Chen, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> I have no idea. But Mr. Chen, uh, who was hired in 2018 and now had, it is alleged, has taken photographs inside a secret workspace that you cannot take photographs and downloaded 2,000-odd files, including manual schematics and this... The information and the data that was taken, Apple has uh, claimed is, and I'm quoting here, enormously damaging. And mm. what? <laughs> this is my favorite bit, I think, is what you're about to get to. Yeah, he didn't tell Apple that he had applied for a job with a Chinese-based autonomous vehicle company. <laughs> and what he did was said, oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to visit my ill dad in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. Hardly um, the the born identity or James Bond here when it comes to thinking things through. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, neither Apple nor Mr. Chen's attorney were returning, were making statements and um, replying to requests for comments. So we'll see what happens here. I'm sure. Yeah, but just want just want to keep you updated with that one because I thought that was uh, that was interesting, considering they've just moved three hundred staff around different parts of the Apple business and not fired them as everyone initially said because they didn't read to the second paragraph. Nobody ever does that. Anyway, no. Project Titan continues. Yes. Fantastic name for a project. New news. It's January. It's that time of the year. Cue up. The sign of the swinging symbol because it's the first new car registrations of 2019. Woo-hoo. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he sounds all chirpy, and then it's, it's, and the market has dipped by 1.6%. I could, now, can you remind me, is that within your rounding error? I normally say 2% a rounding error. Okay, yep. So this could be a rounding so error. Just, but it's on the edge of not so, really being a rounding so error anymore. The S- SMMT saying it's flat is actually apt in this case. To me, yes. Okay. Well, that's what we're judging it on. That's what, that's what all myself and all the listeners are judging on. What does Alan say it is? Yeah, that's it. It's it's like, um, it, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of these these weather forecasting sheep or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, 161,013 more ve- vehicles left uh, were registered. It said left leave forecourts on the SMMT leave mm-hmm. forecourts, which really? we know isn't necessarily true. So we're registered. To I think it's better. Yes. <laughs> Quick lap of the building. <clears throat> Leave the forecourt to the backcourt. <laughs> hey, look at these nice pre-registrations. Private buyers boosted the market, so private buyers are up by 2.9%. Fleet is down 3.4%, and business is down 33.5%. That's a quite a dip on the old business. 
Yeah, it's it's quite serious. Well, business has been dipping for a while, so it will start to, to level off, I imagine. Maybe. What about the types? So diesel is down 20% uh, year on year. Petrol up 7.3. Alternative fuels up 26.3, giving a 29% market share to diesel, 64% market share to petrol, and 6.8% market share to alternative fuels. That's good. Good. Good to see that. Not not surprised because the anti-diesel narrative has continued and the confusion and everything else. So it, it's not a surprise to see. There are just fewer vehicles being offered as diesel. Yeah. Best sellers. I can do best sales and year to date at exactly the same time. Oh, you spoil us. It's the only time of the year. In at number 10, the Mercedes-Benz C-Class, 2,606 registrations. In at number 9, take a drink, it's the Toyota Yaris, with 2,821. 8, it's Volkswagen Polo, 7th is the Kia Sportage, 6th is the Vauxhall Corsa, 5th is the Mercedes-Benz A-Class, 4th is the Volkswagen Golf, with 3,930. 3rd is the Nissan Qashqai. Second is the Ford Focus with 4,397. And with 1,002 more, number one is the Ford Focus with 5,399. I think that goes to show how uh, stagnant the market is if the Fiesta is only 1,000 more. Uh, I agree. Well, January has always been a rubbish month for new car sales. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But even so... <laughs> Yeah, but it shows how much further down business and fleet are, given what's in there. There's lots of... There are far more smaller cars. Well, the Yaris. We, we, I've never have seen the it's, Yaris. It's been a while since the Yaris has been in the top ten. Quite a while, actually. I think you're fine. Yeah. And the, and the C-Class. the 20th anniversary. And the yeah. C-Class, exactly. I mean, there's a there's a mid-sized saloon car. Yeah. And that it's been a long time since we've seen... Since we've seen any of those in there, yeah, yeah, I agree. Even the three series, you know. Yep. So spreadsheet of doom. Quick scroll through a spreadsheet of doom. Uh, should we start with the the good or the bad first? You think? Uh, let's go through the bad. Start at the top and work our way down. Then we can come back up with the good. Okay. Audi down twenty six. DS down thirteen. Ford down fifteen. Honda down thirteen. Hyundai down ten. Infiniti down sixty five. Uh, Lotus, Lotus is batch, batch work down 41, Maserati down 24, Mitsubishi down 21. That's a shock it's for me. a surprise after December was way up for Mitsubishi. I, I am surprised at that, hmm. particularly because their FEV works under WLTP as far as tax goes, doesn't it? It does, but is that more of a fleet purchase? Business purchase vehicle could, yeah, than a private could be, one. But I, I've also noticed a few more of the... Uh, what's the new uh, SUV? Is it ASX? No, ASX has been around for a while. It's uh, the, the one with the the oh, split rear... Yes, the one uh, the um, one with the name of the coupe. So Mirage... No, I want to say Mirage. It's not Mirage. Eclipse. Eclipse, yeah. I've noticed a few of those around here, actually. I, I've seen a few. I need to... I'm still not oh, convinced right. by the back, but the front, it's not too bad. Hmm. Uh, anyway, sorry, we don't. Yeah, guess. Nissan down twelve. Porsche Continuing down 40. to plummet. Nissan, Renault down ten. Smart down eighteen. Yep. The good ones start at the bottom. Work up. Volvo up seventy nine point six nine, which is the big headline number this this uh, that is th- this month. Pretty impressive. Even MG has only managed fifty eight percent. Subaru twelve. Sangyong eleven. Seat thirty one. Yep, I'm seeing a. I'm seeing, I am seeing more of their small. Their really small SUV is that the Arona? Do you know what I saw it the other week? I saw it in Switzerland and thought, oh, the whatever it is. I wonder if that's a thing in the UK because I don't think I've noticed any of them. And then I've seen them everywhere ever since. I have to say, with that one, it's one of the. It's one of the few in that sector that doesn't look like it's about to topple over. They've got. They seem I to agree. have got it's the a, proportions I quite. Like quite you know, quite well balanced. I can't remember what it's called, but I do actually quite like it. Is it the? I think it's the Arona, you know. It is the Arona. Yeah, because it's the mm-hmm. Ateca is the larger one. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and the Arosa doesn't exist anymore. Mini thirteen percent, Lexus thirteen, Jeep fifty eight. What? Uh, yeah, Dacia seventeen. They can't all be track hawks and wranglers, can they? And Citroen eleven point four. 
is that the new Bilingo? Or oh, the Bilingo, the what's the the Aircross? C three. I've noticed a lot of those actually. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed loads a lot of those, of those right? So. Mm. Rally inspired. Yes. That's it. That's why the Yaris is up there too, rally inspired. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This it's it's win win last Sunday, sell on Monday. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Anyway, that pretty much sums up SMMT, so yeah. Yep. A little bit mixed up. Let's see what the rest of 2019 brings. Well, we're just about to get into the being able to judge year on year properly because last year when we were doing it, there was exceptions every month. Now I think we're going to get a more realistic year on year judgment. Yes, it was kind of weird last year. Yeah, it was. Totally messed up. It was. Right, well, this is probably the major news, motoring news of the week. And that is that uh, Nissan has decided that it will not be building the next a generation X-Trail in Sunderland. They're going to do that back in Japan. They have declared that it is diesel sales, or the lack of them, and the uncertainty over what, how Britain is going to be after Brexit, because amazingly we still have no idea whether we're hard, soft, medium, sunny side up, over easy who knows what <laughs> but we basically don't know what is going to happen in the next two months as as far as our position is but, but i believe we're all hoping for a crinkle cut brexit right at the minute are we seem, right i don't know i've no idea I don't, I'm, I'm still just building my uh preppers bunker i'm just punching any foreigner that asked me about it <laughs> it's not their fault to be fair Nah, but it's their fault for asking. So yes. So anyway, X Trail in Japan. It's a straight. It. The thing is, I believe that this is a multi-dimensional issue. No, it's not. If you look at Twitter, surely it's, 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 it's. I mean, it's one dimension, and that dimension is either it is completely down to Brexit, and haha, that's what everybody said, or. The the other side, it was absolutely nothing to do with Brexit because the car industry can go hang itself anyway. Ha ha ha. Yeah. See, they they were the two polar opposites. That's all the discussion was. Don't tell like me there's that. nuance and subtleties to this. No, I don't. I don't. I won't believe I, you. I, I poked that bear a little bit hard on the wind, dude, didn't I? I agree with you, though, Alan. Yes, there are many. This is many layered. There's many layers to this. It is not a simple. They have not made a simple decision. They've. It's not a simple decision. They have not made this decision on a simple one line. And there's lots of stuff like the internal politics right at the minute to placate Japanese management in Japan may well be that that was the major factor that that toppled it back. It may be that Brexit was a major factor. It may be the maybe how they're expecting diesel sales to go in 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 Western Europe that was the deciding factor. Yeah. I don't think that one would. I think it was one of the other two, but I don't know which one. I'm not prepared to jump up and down and scream about one or t'other. No, but to say that they aren't involved at all at any level is naive and a disservice, frankly, because of course they do. How much of an impact they've had, as you said, we'll never know. We'll never know that the answer to that. But I think, as we said at the time when the Brexit results came through, because of the decision the country came to, this has helped make a tough decision easier in the minds of a business and a spreadsheet. Yes. And that's about as close politically as I want to get to it. I think that's and I think that that's a good point for us to say. If you want to read more, we've got links to another bunch of articles in the show in the show notes yeah we have we have many many articles and of particular note nick gibbs from amongst other places but automotive news europe has a, a few tweets where he's he's shows some analysis and thought which has been sorely lacking from a lot of the discussion around this and uh, i thought it was interesting the points he made in it so there is a link in the show notes to these to go and have a look just boycotting Nissan is not one of the options. Yes. <laughs> right. Very quick, because we know that this affects the majority of our listeners. Obviously, uh, Porsche, especially those with Porsche, race cars. 
yes. Well, Porsche has admitted they made an error in the fuel consumption for the 911. That's the now previous generation for 2016-2017 model uh, numbers. They miscalculate the the values were miscalculated. Uh, because the drag coefficient wasn't quite right, uh, and that has led to a knock-on effect. Wasn't, being... wasn't quite right or completely ignored. <laughs> Depends which point in the story you read. Yes, and, who, so, and so, which, so... You know, whether they're talking about the bit that De Spiegel mentions or whether it's further on. <laughs> well, there's the bit at the top from the German Transport Ministry, uh, ministry and that the second paragraph down, where it said it included incorrect values due to miscalculations in their drag coefficient. If you read further down, the De Spiegel, the third paragraph says laboratory tests carried out on an old nine on the old nine eleven failed to factor in the drag coefficient, which may, <laughs> which led to figures that do not represent. In other words, they were total rubbish. So they were a bit rubbish. They were total rubbish. So I decided that was going to be quite nice and go with the they were a bit rubbish. The chairman has informed the German Transport Ministry they could be fined because the emissions aren't meant to vary by more than 10% from their claimed values. At that point, then, customers can claim compensation. Nobody... It is not yet known, well, it's not yet known outside Porsche, how much variation there actually is, or how many cars are affected. At some point, I'm sure we'll find more, and you'll hear this in follow-up. Yeah, they've got to retest. So there we go. And that's previous generation. So if you are in the queue for a 992, you should be just fine. Yes, quite. Right, last bit of news before we take a breath, or I take a breath, and Alan carries on. But news, actually from America, Dieselgate-ish, but Mercedes and Bosch have failed to throw out uh, a case of a class action lawsuit accusing them of diesel emission cheating. Uh, A federal judge in New Jersey has said, no, don't agree with you. Mercedes and Bosch, this is going to be allowed to go ahead. This is in connection with the Blue Tech vehicles. Now, apparently, according to the lawsuit, they release illegally high dangerous levels of emissions via a defeat device similar to that used by Volkswagen Group that sparked its three-year-old emission cheating scandal. I'm quoting here from uh, Auto News Europe. Uh, link in the show notes as ever. Uh, this doesn't look very good for mercedes and bosch i mean prior it, i it's almost oh god i feel sorry if bosch if if they are innocent and i'm saying if then i feel very sorry for them but the effects of dieselgate continue to spiral outwards throughout the automotive industry yeah Maybe we'll stop at some point. But there is another point. There is another paragraph here which reads: On-road testing confirmed Mercedes Blue Tech vehicles produced average on-road NOx emissions nineteen times higher than the U.S. standard, with some instantaneous readings as, as high as sixty-five times more than the limit. A fact that Mercedes and Bosch concealed from the public, according to the complaint. Yes, the judge, because the judge talked about it, didn't he? That he said you should have told people there was a device in there. By not doing so, you've not you've not given them the full facts it just makes me wonder that that the standard must be a bit rubbish sorry that's what it comes to the the testing standard or and here's a crazy thought don't build engines just to make it through a test (laughs) well there is that but engineers quite (laughs) right i think i think we need a pause you mean we need a pause for Guilt Minute? The point in the show where I remind you to think about and consider what the motoring podcast is worth for you? I think that would be a good time to do that, Alan. That's good, because if people feel it's worth a small amount of their hard-earned cash, then please do head to motoringpodcast.com and click on the orange Become a Patron button right there on the front page. If you're already a patron, then thank you so very much. We love you long time. Of course, not everyone has the ability to do this, so please don't forget to like, rate, leave feedback via the podcast playing platform of your choice. That was the wrong set of P's that I used. Uh, If you've done all that, then you really are great. Uh, Please don't forget to tell your mates and say, I found this wonderfully geeky 
automotive podcast we think i think you'd like it here we go let me just quickly subscribe you on your mobile device which is a good point reminds you if you don't actually subscribe to the show how's about doing so uh making sure that we come to you automatically every week yes so if you're not sure how to subscribe then do ask do get in touch uh all our contact details are at the end of the show and if you're having trouble getting things to work in vehicles or stuff like that we we alan has done videos and stuff like that and we either ourselves or some of our wonderful listeners will be able to help guide you through the process of linking things through if you're not sure mm-hmm. how the technology works yes i keep meaning to buy a cheap android phone just to you know try it so that i can actually talk about that no, too no need to go to that i know <laughs> i know anyway talk about a bona fide rock star in the design world <sighs> I, yes. yes, this is this is the most. Ah, uh, it is the most cliched photo picture of a a car designer going with his. To be fair, he is actually in a band that has played at festivals and stuff. I did not know this. Yes, so he no he this is he's genuine. He's genuine. He does gigs and everything. It's just a really bad. It's just such a cheesy picture. It, it is a bit cheesy. I mean, at least he's not got a power stance outside of industrial building like we've seen recently well that's true yes so anyway what we are talking about and hinting at is uh wayne burgess who was formerly the head of was probably the design director for jaguar and svo vehicle uh, jaguar's production vehicles and their special vehicles and he left Jaguar before Christmas. There was well, been a story hanging around, a sort of rumour hanging around the bottom of our potential stories. I saw a, an Instagram, yeah, I saw an Instagram post, and the wording implied that it, it was his last day and he'd left. But there was, I couldn't find anything in any of the press anywhere or anything like that. And obviously, it's not like Mr. Burgess and I are close friends, so I couldn't say... Hey up, chum! Is this is this you off then? <laughs> so I just sort of left it there, thinking this is going to resurface. If this is true, it's going to resurface that he's going somewhere else. It's been sitting there in the things we haven't talked about, the stories we've noted uh, section of our, our the Trello that we use to to organise the show notes. But no, he's off to Geely. Well, he's not going very far, really, because Geely have started up a new design facility in Coventry. And so, uh, Coventry. Well, did you see the list? Ring road again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you see? Where is it? Is it in this story or is it somewhere else? Somewhere else. I it was the press release. That was it. The press release then listed where Geely had their design studios, and it's like California, and uh, Shanghai, and and lots of other nice places, and then Coventry. I'll get in trouble. I've been in trouble for making fun of Coventry before. And to I'm be fair, stuff. it's easy to make fun of. I know it's a centre of it automotive is. excellence and everything, but as a city, it needs help. Hmm. Yes. So anyway, it's got a new design centre for Geely there, which will be headed up by 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 Wayne Burgess, uh, who'll be who'll be um, who'll be reporting to Peter Horbury. Peter Horbury, of course. For those of you who don't know, Stroke have forgotten, was really responsible for the modernization of the look of Volvos from the S80 onwards. And the concept, which has a three-letter name that that came before it, which I've seen in the Volvo Museum in Gothenburg. Mm. It's a really good article on Form Trends, by the way. It it talks about the whole history of his time at Jaguar and mentions Jeff Lawson, who, who isn't talked about that much he's sort of slightly forgotten maybe uh, outside of these these worlds but yeah it's a really good really long interesting uh interesting article so so do do have a read of that that was really is if that's uh we don't have a lunchtime read this week do we no no well, that's also your lunchtime read folks yep and um, you've have you seen what the first project he's working on i've forgotten not here i only read the press release to be honest he's going to the first project he's working on is for the lotus group Oh, fab. That's made me very excited. So <laughs> Julian Thompson saying just about everybody else is leaving under this bit. Well, there's, he's going to be in charge of 60-odd uh, creatives, it says in the article. So that's a, that's creative? A, yes. <laughs> What's your job title? I'm a creative. 
I presume that that was just to cover all the facets of design, I Alan. You being does. a crayon wielder back in the day, you should know that. The design and supporting people, so that will include, I'm sure, clay modelers and all these kind of skills. Yeah, be the interior people and fabric and mm-hmm. sound. Well, sound is a big design thing these days now, so... It is, yeah. We've, we've linked to stories about that before. Yeah, but, the, but this is a very good article in uh, Form Trends, so do go and have a look. Right, uh, this is just a quick one to say that the new series of Top Gear starts this Sunday. So prime your recording devices to stun. I believe it's 8 o'clock on BBC Two, the normal time that we are used to. And this will be the last series with Matt LeBlanc, Chris Harris and Rory Reid as uh, in charge at the helm before we get Freddie Flintoff and... Oh, the other chap that was in Phoenix Nights. Paddy McGuinness. That's the one. So there we go. It's been good, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have to reserve judgment until it turns up. I know, I know, I know. But I am I am not overwhelmed by that choice, I have to say. But you think about what we've got on the telly now, car-wise. We've got TV's Paul Cowland with... You mean you've got Salvage Hunter's colon classic cars? Yes, We've got Wheeler Dealers is on at the minute. The new series of Wheeler Dealers is partway through. We've got Grand Tour is partway through. We're going to have Top Gear. You know, we are doing really well with um, Car. There's that chap who just wraps cars that uh, ran it. Yanis Supercars or whatever his name is. is There's the other one, which is Car SOS, I believe. Yeah, Which that's. I don't know if that's got a new series, but um, there's always uh, episodes of that on as well. So, okay. so yeah, so we're doing. If, if you like cars and and you like watching them on telly, we're doing really well. And that's before we look at YouTube. So, let's mm-hmm. you know we're not doing that badly on. So if so if one program doesn't do great, we I think there's yeah, enough out there to pull up the slack. Right at the minute, I'm having real trouble keeping up with everything at the end of each week. So, yes. uh, Oh, there was a new Project Binky, wasn't there, this weekend? Oh, new Project Binky. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a very good one. As ever. Uh, and there's, I think I've seen one of the cars which is going to be in this series of Top Gear, but it's, it, it's some time ago. And it can't be long until the Tom Ford, Johnny Smith thing. Yes, no, it's coming soon. It's February as well, because I was reading Free Car Mag. Do read Free Car Mag, people. And God, this is really like pimping all our mates, isn't it? That's really bad. Sorry, it's not bad. Uh, it's people we read, that, so people true. who listen to us will probably enjoy it as well. Yeah. So Free Car Mag was saying it's February, which I should know because I was there when James was there as well. Okay. Poking him and trying to get him to bid on things, <laughs> and failing, <laughs> thankfully, because I told him not to. <laughs> I asked him politely not to on my behalf. Good. Which is why I don't go to auctions, people. <laughs> I'll be in that. I'll be in the background somewhere, I'm sure. you got your, your green jacket on. Wearing a dark-coloured jacket. <laughs> Someone went, low jacket. I think it was Cy Brown. I like the jacket. Someone did. It was like, yes, you'll notice it's a dark colour. I've made this mistake You're in incognito. <laughs> Look, there's Alan and his loud jacket. I was warm. Anyway, list of the week. Because uh, yeah. we have quite a few here. Right, this should have been last week's list of the week, but because I was dying, Alan didn't proceed, which is probably quite wise because he wasn't there. Well, when the aim is to, it, well, when the aim is, <laughs> when it was you at dinner that was paid for with tweets and Instagrams. The third most tweeting account on the night, yes. I think you'll find everyone. We'd like we'd like that to make that clear so we get invited back again. <laughs> yes, but uh, so we'll start off. Performance Comms, the company that helps Haymarket put on the What Car Awards. So it's the What Car Awards for 2019, and it was a rather swanky thing at the Grosvenor. Lot of people were there. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was it was a massive ballroom and. We were on table 72, and there was more tables left. (laughs) Compare that to the Autocar Awards, which is a tiny thing with about 100 people. Oh, right, okay. Uh, And there was was an awful lot of people I recognised, an awful lot of people who went, oh, I know them. 
God, it's them. And then there was an awful lot of people I had no idea because that everyone was looking all really quite smart and dressed up in best bib and tuck, as you would expect for a black tie event. But uh, it got going uh, after a really fabulous meal, I have to say. I'm sorry, I'm gloating here. I do apologise, everybody, but I don't get out often. And uh, I got out twice in January. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But they went through, and I'm going to run through now the list of the categories and which one. So we're going to start off with the city car. And what was up against the winner was the Suzuki Solerio. Solerio. Soleriac, yeah. <laughs> the Skoda Citigo and the Kia Picanto won that, mm-hmm. which was a very popular choice. Then we small moved, cars. moved on to the small car. Well, that was the Dacia Sandero and the Audi A1 Sportback, but the winner overall was the Volkswagen Polo 1.0 TSE 95SE. Yes. And then the family car was the Kia Seed 1 litre uh, against the Mercedes-Benz A-Class and the Skoda Octavia won that one. I think that was the only car in the in any of the segments I guessed correctly. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you playing bingo at your table? We were, and we had people there who knew who the winners were, and they were very good not to completely. Well, Natasha, Natasha Perry from Performance Comms was particularly kind not to laugh in my face every time I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's in PR because she wouldn't. Right, so that's why we could never be in PR because we would. Yes, <laughs> uh, small SUV. This I got wrong, uh, but this was more. You of did get it wrong because you couldn't even remember the name earlier on. What I what I wanted, but the yes, the Suzuki Ignis was up against the Volkswagen T Rock and the Seat Arona One. I was going for the Ignis. I thought that would win because because it's an Ignis and everybody loves them. Yep, yep. I mean, it was... but they couldn't win that because the Suzuki had to win the four wheel four by four one for the for the Jimny. I mean, it's it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Family SUV, Dacia Duster against the Karok, Skoda Karok, and the Volvo XC41, which is yeah, fair enough. Not, that... not a surprise. You must have guessed that one. I think I probably did guess that one. Oh, that's a relief. So large SUV was the Mazda CX-5, Audi Q5, and Peugeot 5008 PureTech 130 Allure. I said that that was one of the best cars I drove last year, but I didn't know if it had won because I thought the Q5 would win. Mm, yes, I can understand that logic, yes. If you haven't heard the review of the 5008, go and listen to me be shocked and surprised and very happy. It's one of these nice ones because he is actually caught out and it does, it's not how Andrew thought it was going to be at all, no. which is good. Luxury SUV, we had the Discovery against the Bentayga, but the Q7 won that with its humongous grill. Arr. Yes, swallowing small Sp- children. So the sports, the the great. <laughs> I nearly got up and Sorry. threw things at the stage <laughs> when this next one came up because talk of all the most ridiculous things ever. Yes. A oxymoron. Oxymoron. Sports SUV. Yes. Just no. Stop it. Right. Stop it. Don't do this. It's not. It. it no. So anyway, whilst he shuts up, BMW X3 M40i, the Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio 2.9 V6 Biturbo 510Q4, but overall was the Cupra Ateca 300. That's a Seat to those of you who don't remember. Yes. Moving on from that ridiculousness, we get to the MPV sector. So this was the Turan against the Galaxy and the one I wanted to win did win, but I didn't know if it would, because I presume the Galaxy would, to be honest. But was the Berlingo, mm-hmm. even in that not very nice colour that's on the that picture. blue colour. I don't, I don't like, like the sort of babyish, bluey, greeny thing. I don't think it suits it very it's well. It's kind of friendly. So estate car was the Skoda Fabia, uh, the 5 Series uh, Touring. And the winner was the Skoda Superb. I think on pure square meters interior space for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The old mahusive. So we move on to hot hatches, and this was the Fiesta ST. Didn't win. <laughs> the greatest. Dun, dun, oh, dun. that's a shock. The i30 N didn't win. Boo. Boo. 
<laughs> not that you've got a pair of i30n fans here or anything yeah but the uh, the civic type r did and i must congratulate honda they were one of the loudest tables of the night that's not really a surprise no, they were well we were sandwiched between honda on one side and I think it was Audi and some of the VW group. They'd be awfully grown up about it, though. No. no, 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 no. Really? No. We couldn't tell which ear was going to be perforated first. Oh, right. They were people were were enjoying the evening. Good. Vocally as well. Right, moving on to convertibles. And oh, so well, surprising. Oh. I am gobsmacked that uh, um, charge your drinks, ladies and gentlemen. The MX-5 was not involved in this. But the mini convertible was up against the Audi A3 with the uh, Mercedes Benz S Class winning <laughs> in S560 AMG lines. A wonderful vehicle that must be. Yes. And uh, genuinely, I'm not, there's no, yeah. I, I mean, if you were. And I bet no owners ever put the <laughs> <laughs> the roof down. No, they will do. Not not necessarily here in the UK, yeah, really. In France. But if you're in the south of France, because that must be a great car for getting down there and then cruising around. And what's great about it is it's not showy like some brands, but yet it has enough class to it. Okay. A mon avis. But it's a convertible, so you instantly hate it, Andrew. So there's yes. really nothing I can say about it. No, there's it, nothing so. you can say. There is, no, there is no need for it. Right, moving on to the coupes. For this BMW 2 Series 218i Sport, Aston Martin DB11 V8, and overall the Audi A5 Coupe 40 TFSi Sport. And because that's the new badging, we have no idea what the 40 means. It's 40 kilo, four, oh, it's not 40 kilowatts, it's 400 kilowatts. Oh, who knows? Exactly. We don't know. <laughs> It's it's a it's trying to it's something to do with the power, nothing to do with the engine capacity to stop people focusing on the engine capacity. Right, we move on to the sports car, and where I was disappointed that there was no MX five, there now is an MX five in the less than thirty thousand pound range. Going up against the McLaren five seventy S, which by all accounts is an amazing bit of technology and amazing car. But they were all both beaten by the Alpine A110. Which is a beautiful looking car. Not in white. It's still not bad in white when you see it in real no, life. No, anyway, performance sure, car, are we almost there yet? Uh, nearly. Performance I mean, car, there was a lot, good st- God. Yeah, they had to stop halfway yeah. through, by the way, and tell us all to be quiet because the noise from the audience was getting louder and louder because this was taking a, lo- a while. But these are yes, the what uh, car I know awards. The they, they do tick all the boxes, to be fair to them. I mean, yeah. to be fair, the, the presentation stuff was done really slick. It was done really quick, and they were in and out, and they did it well. Um, nice unlike intro. this, you mean? Yeah. But this, no, nearly as slick as this. <laughs> so, performance car, Kia Stinger 3.3 TGDI GTS. The Mercedes AMG E-Class Estate E63 S4Matic. It's quite a tempting car. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the winner overall was the Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrofoglio 2.9 V6 by Turbo 510. So essentially, the saloon version of the performance SUV that just didn't quite win. But if you if you want to hear again about me being amazed, go back and listen to a very recent review of the two liter sport mm-hmm. version of the winner of performance car. And as I said in that, if this is the two liter, the four cheese must be amazing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it looks like it is. It looks like it is. It does. Everyone loves loves it. Long time. Yeah. Yep. Do you want the electric cars? Yes, please. We have the Renault Zoe going up against the Jaguar I Pace, which I thought would win this. I would have put my money on it. Yeah. But was beaten by the Kia e Nero first edition, mm-hmm. which was interesting. So then I presume the Jaguar I Pace would get Car of the Year. But we'll have to wait and find out what that is. Here we are with the hybrid car. Yes, the Take a Drink Toyota Yaris Hybrid Icon and the Honda CRV Hybrid All Wheel Drive SR. I want to try that. I want yeah. to see because this is their. I mean, they've they've got hybrid tech, but they've not really deployed it on their more mainstream models. So it'd be interesting exactly. to see how that gets how that actually is in the real world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but I've digressed. Yes, but the winner in that. That is is a vehicle that we are very fond of, the Hyundai Ioniq, uh, but this time in hybrid premium. 
seen a lot of them around me. And not yeah, taxis either. I've seen a few taxis, but they're not taxis. No. Right, plug-in hybrids. We mentioned again the Hyundai Ionic plug-in this time. The BMW 5 Series 530e. Uh, but this was won by the Volvo XC90 T8 inscription. Oh, that's quite nice. Mm. Yeah, money no objects, the one I'd have from those three. Executive car, the Skoda Superb, uh, 2 litre diesel, 150. The Audi A3 Saloon 35 TFSI Sport. But of course, the winner was the BMW 3 Series 320D Sport Auto, which is probably the sweet spot of that. Yep. Sweet spot of a rather sweet range. Even if the new version's a bit odd looking in places. This is the BMW category. The bit little bit strange, I thought, luxury car wise. So the BMW six series Gran Turismo. Oh my god. Against the Audi A eight. Uh they've made they've they've thrown a stupid grill on the front uh there of what is probably a very incredibly lovely vehicle to be inside. But amazingly, for luxury car the 5 Series wins. Yeah, it could be quite luxurious in the 5 Series. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, okay. 520D SE. Yep. Whereas, yeah. Don your, don your cowboy hat and boots. Yeehaw, it's the pickups. Uh, Sangyong Musso 2.2 EX Auto. Okay, if you must. Uh, the Ford Ranger Double Cab 2.2 TDCI. And the winner... Is that for dentists or consultants, that one? That one. That's for I wish I could have. I wish I could buy a F one fifty Raptor. Okay, and then for the winner, <laughs> it's the dentist uh, with the Volkswagen Amarok three liter TDI BMT two hundred four four motion trendline auto, one of which followed me this evening at rather too close, at a rather incredible rate of knots on a road that really I wouldn't have been hustling a big pickup on tonight. Mm. In a sort of, I think I'm going to pull over and let him pass me because he's a bit close stage, but I didn't quite. Cause... Okay. Reader Award. Reader Award. So this is the Fantasyland. The Vauxhall Corsa, of which there is only a drawing, was second. The Volkswagen Golf was third. <laughs> Nicely read out in order there, Andrew. Yeah, I know. I, I've read them well. See, I've, I've read from left to right instead of mm. the other way around. Uh, and, but the winner is, and I applaud this massively, the Honda Urban EV which looks fab in that picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does look fab. It looked fab at Geneva last year as well. Yeah. Uh, the safety award, the Audi Q3, the Volvo XC40, but the winner was the Mercedes-Benz A-Class. Yep. Technology side of things, uh, we have... Our poor listeners having to put up with this just so you got a nice dinner. All right, right, well, I'm about to get cross here. Audi's virtual door mirrors. I am. All right. It's an interesting idea, but it's the first generation. I am so let's see what happens. Gobsmacked Move at on. that. If Move you on. look at the picture, everyone will know why. Mazda's Skyactiv X technology, of which we have a couple of episodes which you can go back and listen to to hear Alan explain or not the wonderfulness and the. the I'm being. I sound like I'm being sarcastic. It really is quite stunning technology. What they are able to get out of an engine now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the winner was Hyundai for their electric and hydrogen fuel cell technology. So well done, everybody at Hyundai on that one. Yes, well done. Thoroughly well deserved. Last but not least, the car of the year, Andrew, was the Kia e Nero first edition. I was blown away by that. I I would have put money on. The I-Pace having not won the the category, but then again, if you're not winning the category, then you can't win the car of the year. But it's brilliant. This is the first electric car to win what car's car of the year. I, I would have put my money on it having been the I-Pace. I was quite surprised it wasn't. But I think that the reasoning for this was just the petrol, the petrol rivaling range at... A reasonable. This is more attainable to everybody. A reasonable price, an attainable price on the monthly, that that for 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 most folk who are out looking for a new car, and I, I think that that's, which is great. And people are saying this one is just that bit better than the Kona EV, but I haven't tried the Kona EV yet, which I have to do as well. Yep. Uh, before we round out, though, I need to say thank you to Sam Wilkinson, Ross Pinnock, and again to Natasha Perry from Performance Comms for the invite and putting up with me on the table. Talking of which, thank you very much to Callum Watt, to Eli Ankuts, 
to Martin Lee from EV News Daily and to uh, James Jean Lu from Chargemaster, who uh, I met at the table and were thoroughly great fun over the evening. So thank you very much, everybody, um, who spoke to me. Thank you all for looking after him. Yes, quite. I don't get out often. <laughs> I know. Right. That took a little while. So let's get to the and finally and round up. Well, this uh, and finally this week is really, it's a YouTube video. There is actually a, a blog from Toyota as well about it. But it's about a blind chap who was formerly an emergency response driver, uh, a medical uh, emergency response driver who just wanted to drive a car again. He He became blind very suddenly about six years ago. Uh, and he hasn't driven a car since, obviously. Uh, and so, so yeah, it's a brilliant story. It's a really nice video in a sort of, gosh, there's a lot of grit in the air all of a sudden. Yes. Right. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Oh, good. You found out. Oh, did that happen to you too? It wasn't yes. Just my no, I, I was, I, yeah. Someone was chopping onions it's, in the kitchen where I was looking really? at this at the time. That's honestly what was happening. Yeah. No, it is It is wonderfully well done. It's. It's not sickly sweet it's just done in a very it's it's not sickly sweet yeah so dr amit patel i'm sorry i I lost the note of his name just so uh but do watch the video please because it's really very good it's tied in with toyota sporting guide dogs for the blind and go go watch it and find out how fast he he actually did it in i'd be happy with that myself (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so would I. <laughs> Definitely, so would I. Uh, do do it. Uh, you know, I, I I know it sounds like me me puffing Toyota again. I apologise, but uh, but it, it was just a really good thing that that I saw yesterday and thought that has to be in the show. There's no way we can't have it. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Parish notes special edition was out last Friday. It was. There will cool. be a review out this Friday. I know I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but, but technology this, this is... and death have intervened. Not literal death, by the way, just in case anybody says starts tweeting him saying they're sorry for his loss and stuff. Yes, sorry. Yes. But sorry, even I'm pointing out he was going to be careful. Yeah, this 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 review we all have to listen to it and we all have to download it, we all have to do everything just to restore Andrew's faith, I think, more than anything else. The hours I'm putting into the hours this. Oh my god. If I, was, if I was closer I'd give him a quick cuddle just to stop him having the flashbacks yeah anyway let's round up don't forget folks between now and next week you can give us any feedback share your thoughts to the show at motoring podcast on twitter on instagram on facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com the hub of all our activities please don't forget about a patron at motoring and all the other ways you can support us at motoringpodcast.com slash support and please do leave reviews and ratings on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or whichever podcast uh, or how uh, yeah you use it really does matter andrew what is the best way for people to 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 i don't know just generally be nice to you or something i don't know if, if people want to be nice to me that i'm delighted with that but if you just want to get in touch as well uh no abuse thank you i'm i'm, I'm over that uh, but that is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen that will be the best way to find me and alan if people would like to be nice to you too what would be the way to do that via <laughs> 20 pound notes into my bank account ad. <laughs> uh, but failing the fact i'm not giving my bank account details online uh, then twitter will work where i'm at h-a-p bradley b-r-a-d-l-e-y uh, we'll be back next week but until then i've been alan bradley I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.